This is Abnormal Entertainment. Welcome, everybody, to the Cinema Head Cheese Pod Short for The Greatest Showman. This is Kevin Moyers, and I don't usually go to musicals. My daughter really wanted to see this, and uh, so did my little cousin. And so I took the two girls, went to the movie theater, and saw the biopic of P.T. Barnum, basically, done as a musical. Uh, I do like biopics, so I thought, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'll enjoy it in that way, and the kids can enjoy the music and things like that. And uh, my initial review was that uh, this was my least favorite X-Men movie. The mutants were cool, but Wolverine just ran around singing the whole time. Um, you know, <laughs> that was me on Twitter before I actually saw the movie. But, um, but yeah, it... it, it Took the story of P.T. Barnum, how he fell in love with this uh, well-off girl when uh, his father was a tailor who worked for her dad, who, you know, by the movie's account, was a total dick and um, treated uh, Barnum's dad like shit. So um, Barnum grows up. His dad dies when he's young. Uh he grows up kind of hustling his way uh, to cash wherever he can get it. I mean, like he's pulling newspapers out of the trash as people are, are discarding them and then selling them again just to make uh, a little extra money, stealing bread, shit like that. Ends up homeless, um, gets some help on the street from somebody who is uh, appears to be disfigured facially, and... Uh, he doesn't forget that. So as he gets older and he's working at a shipping company, their uh, fleet goes down in the South China Sea and a big storm. They lose everything. Company shuts down. He snags the deeds to some ships that happen to be at his desk and uh, uses them as though he owns them. I mean, they don't exist, so the company wouldn't give a shit. So he goes into the bank, gets a loan on this deed for these ships that don't exist anymore. Gets $10,000, which at the time, you know, I, I believe early 1900s, um, the time is, a, a, you know, a lot of money. Uh, I mean, it's a lot now, but not enough to really seriously get a business going the way he did. And he creates this museum of oddities. And it's all a lot of stuff, uh, uh, taxidermied animals, uh, giraffe, elephants, stuff like that. And, uh, different, like just little displays. And, uh, he grows up to marry the, the wealthy girl. Um, and they have two kids and they live a simple life and they're happy and that sort of thing. And, uh, they all work for this museum of oddities, which is, which is cool, you know, this family business. And uh, 
the girls suggest. They're like, Dad, you need something like living in there, something moving. It's just sort of stuff's there. And they're not really selling many tickets. So um, Barnum listens to his kids and he's like, okay. And uh, he sees uh, a dwarf with his mom at the bank when he's going to get another loan. Um, and, uh, he's like, maybe this is the guy I need. And so he contacts the guy, meets him. He's like, Hey, come be like, you know, the general, the little general at this oddities museum. And, uh, so he does that. He gets a bearded lady. He gets a super tall guy, a dog boy a guy that's completely covered in hair, uh, head to toe. Things like that gets these sort of oddities, these uh, acrobats uh, that do trapeze work, uh, a brother and sister. The sister is played by Zendaya. And uh, uh, he, he just gets into all of these things and he, you know, kind of brings these people out of their shells. They're very shy, hidden, like the bearded lady. She's a great singer. But she hides in this laundry facility where, you know, nobody's going to bother her. Um, you know, you have that kind of stuff going on. And he's bringing these people out of the woodwork. Uh, the brother, sister, acrobats, they're black. So in early 1900s New York, they're not, you know, widely accepted. So even they're seen as oddities. And Zendaya has uh, pink hair. Um, it's like a wig, but... Uh, you know, she doesn't always have it, but still, like, that's part of her persona, and that's odd. And So, all these cast-offs get together, and they have this museum, and it starts to get successful. Like, sick curiosity in, you know, the mind of the people going to see it. Even though, you know, it's nothing today. But uh, it gets poorly reviewed. Uh, the reviewer calls it a circus, and that's where... Barnum takes the name from, and he changes the name of the place to P.T. Barnum's Circus. And he builds the, a ring in the middle of the place so they can actually have a show. And, uh, you know, he's looking as he goes to get high society people. And that's when he gets this guy Carlisle, which is played by Zac Efron, gets him to partner up, and he joins in. He, like, at first sight falls in love with uh, the acrobat, and so, you know, they have this interracial romance building, which at that time, holy shit, uh, I mean, his parents shun him even, and he's like, you know what, fuck you guys, don't talk to her like that, which was cool, um, and I mean, at that time, imagine, you know, but uh, there's a lot going on, like, you, you hear that P.T. Barnum was kind of a dick, if you look back in history, and I don't know what extent that went to, honestly. I don't know his personal history too much. And they show him kind of turn away from, you know, the quote-unquote freak show performers um, to bring in this British, uh, not, I'm sorry, Swedish singer who uh, is very successful in Europe. Um, like, Carlisle gets uh, Barnum a meeting with Queen Elizabeth, which is crazy, Um but that's where he meets the singer, brings her to the U.S., does a show with her. It's his first legitimate show. He doesn't let the 
the performers that made him big in with that high society crowd that he's looking to draw in. He kind of, you know, pushes them away, uh, which is, is shitty. And then he tours with um, the singer. And the singer's into him. He's like, you could tell he's attracted to her, but uh, he's not going to cross that line. And, I mean, he's like, he's crazy in love with his wife and his kids. And he, you know, he's doing all this stuff in his head for them, but it's really for him. You know, he grew up with nothing. Now he's, I'll show them kind of, the, and I know people, I know people like that. So I completely identified with his attitude. Like, I need to get, this is, you know, be rich, have the money, have all the stuff, have this, you know what I mean? Like, it's never enough kind of thing, which is kind of one of the songs. <laughs> um, and, and there's a, a moment where, Something happens between the two of them, and it's it's innocent on his part. It was, you know, pushed by her, and you're just like, shit. And it causes a problem with him and his wife, and, uh, you know, he has his redemption story. Meanwhile, Carlisle is uh, becoming a bigger part of the circus. He's taken over as ringmaster while uh, Barnum is on the road and stuff, and it just, it becomes... Like who he wants to be, he he gets so deep into this, and uh, they show you how they got into using tents, the whole big top thing, and and how it developed from there, and uh, you know you get the sense that with him taking the train tour with the singer that would show like how they'd eventually start traveling and stuff like that. They don't really get into that, but they do get to where you know you see him building the tents and stuff like that. And doing their first shows in the tents after they they lose their building, but um, or or they they get away from that whole setup. So honestly, as a biopic, I really liked it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, this is one of the great American success stories, P.T. Barnum, um, and he did have that. Uh, like I can sell anybody anything kind of persona, you know, and you see that throughout. He's very charismatic and charming. And I mean, you know, Hugh Jackman is playing him for fuck's sake. Um, but, uh, and you know, he does Broadway, he does uh, a lot of stuff there, a lot of stage performance, singing musicals. That's his thing. So for him to do it on stage or uh, I'm sorry, on screen to translate that, had to be exciting for him. And and you see the guy interviewed. When he talks about this movie, he's beaming. And I get it. It's something he should be proud of. It was very well done. Uh, Zac Efron is great. And of course, he was in all the high school musical stuff, so it's no surprise that he can sing. Zendaya is a singer. No surprise there. Uh, the other players throughout it uh, are great. Um, Michelle... Uh, Williams is uh, his wife in the movie, and she's great. She, I think she only has one song, two songs, but, you know, you see the, the she guides the emotion of their relationship, or her character, 
more or less. Like, you see a lot through her eyes, which is really nice. Um, she wasn't just a side character, you know. She was his, his emotional rudder throughout, which is good, you know. Um, but I don't know. As a musical... It, it, the music was good. The songs were well done. Um, and they're, they're consistent throughout. They're consistently good. The only thing for me is when, like my two, the only two musicals I really love are Popeye and, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And nobody thinks of Popeye as a musical, but if you watch it, there are uh, several songs throughout the movie. I mean, moments they just break in a song. And it's not as heavy a musical as some, where it's just one after another, another. But uh, with those two movies, I mean, Little Shop of Horrors, just the title song, you know, you remember. Uh, Popeye, there's a lot of stuff you remember musically. There wasn't one memorable song in this movie. That's the bad part. It doesn't make it less enjoyable, but... I, I want to, if it, as a musical, I want something to stick in my head. You know, I, I want to be singing the songs for the next two, three weeks. And, well, you know, I, I mean, I was, no joke, tapping my toe through, <laughs> you know, kind of bopping my hand on my knee through the songs in the movie, but none of them really stuck in my head. So I can, I can sing the songs from Popeye. I can even Wimpy's song, for God's sake, <laughs> you know. But um, just nothing stayed with me through that. And maybe if I see it again, something will. But uh, but it's still, it doesn't take away from the enjoyment factor of it. Uh, I don't know, you know, if any of the songs will win Oscars or any of that. But it's it's really well done, really good. And again, I loved it as a biopic. Uh, my daughter and my cousin, they loved it too. They loved the music. Uh, and it's definitely family friendly. Nothing, uh, honestly, nothing you need to worry about there. There were, you know, there was more risque stuff in the Power Rangers movie. You know, and there was like a cum drinking joke in the beginning of that movie. <laughs> Which is like, what the fuck? This is for kids, but <laughs> Greatest Showman is, Greatest Showman is more family friendly than this podcast about the Greatest Showman, so. Um, yeah, go watch it, enjoy with the family. Um, and again, Hugh Jackman has, I totally get why he's proud of this. He should be. Um, and, and the whole cast and crew, they did a great job. It looks amazing. Um, the, the circus, uh, acrobatics and, and so on and so forth that you see in the movie is really well done. Um, you know, and, uh, it's it's worth your time. It's worth your time. So go check that out. Now, uh, as we, I've been asking you for many, many episodes now, head to bunny17media.com. Please pick up some of our books there. I'm working on one right now that I want to get done. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping to get done by March, at least the completed first draft. I know I'm not going to be done done by then. But I want it done by my birthday. But you want to give me a nice early birthday present, go over there, bunny17media.com, get Blast of the Clown, get uh, Search for the Book of the Guardians, which is a kid's book. 
uh, made for that preteen. I mean, my nine-year-old daughter and I wrote it together, and she did all the artwork for it. I mean, we're in three schools now, working on some libraries and things like that, so we're getting there. I mean, for a book that's only been out a few months, that's really great. But uh, if you use the code CHC, you can get 15% off, and we will get the book to you, and you will enjoy it. I promise you, whatever you get there, you'll enjoy it. So go check that stuff out. Um, I think we have 10 titles on the website. Might be 10, but a lot more coming in this year. So, um, yeah, please do that. I would appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Always appreciate that. Uh, AbnormalEntertainment.com has all of our podcasts. CinemaHeadCheese.com has all the Head Cheese podcasts as well as the uh, written articles and reviews. So check that out. If you like reading, get yourself some books. Go read the articles over there. And uh, that's all I have for you. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Subscribe and download back episodes of Cinema Head Cheese, the podcast, and read all of our movie reviews and news at cinemaheadcheese.com. Email us at cinemaheadcheese at yahoo.com. Search Cinema Head Cheese on Facebook and tweet us at CIN Head Cheese. And for more podcasts, books, comics, blogs, and videos, head to abnormalentertainment.com. You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.